Hello, podcasters. Uh, it's it's quite an educational show today. There's lots you will learn about. Right now, I am looking at a Google map of Turkey. And I'm looking at a photograph of a small furry animal I previously didn't know existed. <laughs> All that and more to come in the next... How long is our podcast normally? It's good that he's got all the details, isn't it? Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. With Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Keen on Absolute Radio. KLF on Absolute Radio 90s. Hometime with Bush and Ritchie right across the Absolute Radio network. You can choose your soundtrack for the journey home through the free Absolute Radio app. That's a line in the sand musically, that in it, in terms of which side are you on, KLF or Keen? I'm just going to remain Where are you going to be? <laughs> Make the right choice. That's this show. It's full of choices, folks. Uh, just some other thing I just wanted to mention at the start of the show. Uh, our eldest daughter, Erin, was uh, playing a video game at the weekend. Uh, and she was battling an end-of-level boss. Do you remember end-of-level bosses? Yeah, I do. remember playing Doom. They always had good ones. That's some cracking ones there. It's probably a thing you see less and less these days with video games. But back in the olden days, an end-of-level boss was like uh, a thing that stood in your way of completing a level. Yeah. And I, I was watching a play and I was thinking to myself, that has many parallels, that video game, uh, to modern-day life, in that you might be doing something trying to get through the working week. We're studying here right now on a Wednesday, right yeah, in the middle. Yeah, yeah. But there might be a thing, a person or a task or an issue that's standing between you and completing the week, completing the level, uh, and that could be your end-of-level boss. So, for example, stay with me on this, folks. Um, I've got, I don't know how, we've managed to collect like four or five different recycling boxes. Mm-hmm. Three or four storms worth, they've all landed in our garden, so I've got like four of the ones that you put your, your empty bottles in, yep. two or three of the little food bins that I don't use because it's a waste of time anyway. They're all just stacked up on our front lawn, making it look horrendous. That's and every, look great. I, I, every time I walk past them, it's like a graveyard of broken, smashed recycling equipment. I know I should just take it down the tip and I should deal with it, but I can't be bothered and every weekend it makes me feel just a little bit sad on the inside. That's my end of level boss. Complete that, I complete the week. I've got, um, I, I, I'm going to show you this, it's, it's going to look rude. You're Have flipping a, me, that's your middle finger. That is my middle finger, which right now, I'm sorry if you're eating, it's weeping. Okay. <laughs> it is, isn't it? I've got really, really, really bad. This cold what weather. What is this? What is really, this? really, really bad. On one finger, it's an unfortunate <laughs> finger, really bad eczema. It is, so, isn't it? If I was to have an end of level boss, it's a very flaky one. Yes. <laughs> it's a bit weepy in places. Flakor. But at the age of 42, I've, I've not been able to tell myself when you've got a really itchy finger, stop scratching it, Rich. Itchy fingers. I will take a photo and put it on Twitter of Richie. Showing you that. I fa- pose right now. There the view I've got <laughs> is unbelievable. So you're on, let's call it Flakor to make it sound end of I'm level just boss. With Flakor, yeah. And uh, maybe uh, Recyclatron. Yeah, I like is, that. Is who I'm dealing with. So just like an end of level boss in a video game, everyone has one thing or a personal task standing in the way of successfully completing the week. What is yours? Eight, twelve, fifteen. Yeah. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. Wednesday's Hometime Absolute Radio. Bush and Richie living for the weekend. Oh yes, we are. Halfway through the week, it's beautiful. We're talking about end-of-level bosses. Uh, everyone listening to this show right now has got a thing, a task, or something in your life that's standing between you and completing the week, just like an old retro video game. What's yours, 8, 12, 15? I love the honesty of Michael, who's just texted. He's in Cambridge. He says, work social event. Kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. I'm, I'm a little bit like that myself, actually. Sometimes, I, you know, you get a real, real, people like me, real miseries about uh, organised fun. <laughs> something about it. This is a cracker here. Uh, Darren says, my end-of-level boss is to do do the big food shop on a Friday after finishing work at 4pm after doing 12 shifts off the belt and 10 shifts being 12 hour shifts. Uh, My plan is to put in a cheat code 
and pretend that I'm shattered when our wife, well, our lassie says that she gets home. <laughs> I like the idea of a cheat code. Do you remember those? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, I, I love the idea of a cheat code basically for the uh, for the big shop of the week. That's fantastic. A cheat code for the big shop. If you've got an end of level boss that you'd like to share with the group, all you've got to do is text us 8 12 15. Mobile's big January sale. Loads of data, brand new phones. What a great start to the year. Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Zoe says, I've taken on an extra role at work while they find a replacement. It's doing all the finance for the place I work at. And tomorrow, I need to submit the finance reports and I need it to all add up to the penny. Do you know what, right? I'd be awful at that. I'd be absolutely terrible. However, you and I have just sat in a cafe and you've showed me the finances of your football manager team. <laughs> and you've got quite a good handle on the purse strings. I imagine you'd be quite good. Yeah, but that's that's not real, is it? Well, I, in some cases, it is real. <laughs> yeah. uh, Neil says, uh, block drain at the back of the house is our uh, current uh, end of level boss very brown water I'm praying it's just dirty water and not the alternative I'm picturing the end of level boss in this computer game oh. sat in that, that you know some, some of the waterfall of his water that's horrible let's call him Drainalon <laughs> <laughs> uh, Donzi says quite simply my tax return Oh, that's awful. A lot of people going through that at this moment. What can we call that? Um... Taxatron. Yeah, Taxatron. That's a good name, isn't it? That's good. Seems to be a theme <laughs> panning out here. Andy Smith says... I want to guess the next boss. This, he said, this is unfair. He says, I've got to drive to Chelmsford for the day tomorrow. Oh, that's yeah. my end of level boss. Who wants to go to Chelmsford? Chelmatron. To Chelmatron. See, 8, 12, 15. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Two to come on your no-repeat guarantee on Home Time. It's Bush and Ritchie, Absolute Radio. Over the halfway point of the week, wanting to know what your end-of-level boss is for the week. Who have you got to pass? What have you got to pass to complete the week? And we've had some formidable characters on the show so far. Taxatron. Yes. Trailer on a little bit earlier on to the block drain. Uh, and now we've got Jerry on the line. What's your end-of-level boss? End-of-level boss right now is a gliss gliss running around in our so just in case people didn't hear that, you were saying a gliss gliss running around yep. in your loft. Yeah, that's what it is, a gliss gliss. Okay, is that like um, um, an imaginary creature that only you can hear, <laughs> Jerry? They sound like some out of Pokemon, but no, it isn't. <laughs> I've, I've just looked it up. Uh, it, it appears to be a fat dormouse. Yeah, the, uh, uh, Rothschild brought them over uh, many, many years ago um, and put it in his little zoo that he had over near Tring. And some escaped. Are you kidding me? So where have they come over from then? Where did they arrive from? I Trim. don't know where they originated from. <laughs> but we now have, um, they call it the Tring Triangle, but they're only in within certain parts of Tring, Iwickham, Amersham. OK, let's just area. let's just take stock a second here. So you're saying a gliss gliss that was originally brought over by Rothschild is now existing in what you're describing as the Tring Triangle. <laughs> Not exactly the same one that escaped from one of its families many years ago. So what are you... I mean, this is a hell of a situation. Uh, what are you going to do? What can you do about a gliss gliss? Are they endangered species? Are they protected? Can you just go no, up they're there? They're protected. No, you, you, you can't kill them. And if you catch them humanely, you can't let them out in the woods, which we didn't know the first time we caught one. Do you know what? This is we're all wanting to laugh at Jerry here. I've just gone on Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, the Gliss Gliss is listed as least concern as far as extinction is right. concerned. Yeah. And then right. their their natural habitat is listed as all of mainland Europe. 
Oh, and then I kid you not, a tiny spot just north of London, which must must be the Tring Triangle. Tring Triangle. That's <laughs> mad. I, I, I mean, I, I, did, I don't want to like go ahead with this without uh, getting confirmation here from Richie. But I've got a feeling here. I reckon we could catch that thing for you. We <laughs> could catch your gliss gliss. And when you look at them in the picture, they, they call them the edible dormouse. So apparently they used to eat them years ago. I'm so. all right, thanks. No, we're fine. Thanks very much. <laughs> Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. <laughs> Now, I'm a big fan of the TV show Ray Donovan, and I'm fully aware that the music playing in the background is most definitely not the theme tune to Sky Atlantic's Ray Donovan. I was going to say, I've never seen Ray Donovan, but if this is the theme, it sounds knockabout and fun. (laughs) Oh, Ray, what have you gone and done? No, the theme in the background is very much the theme that might remind you of domestic bliss, he says, ironically. That's what it is. Here's the thing, right? I'm watching Ray Donovan last night. We committed to watch it as two people, me, yep. me, me and me wife. Me and me wife. Ten minutes in, suddenly she's on her phone. And I'm, I, I'm like, pausing it. I'm like, are we watching this? <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you ever get that? I get that quite a bit, actually. I do, That happens quite a bit. <laughs> because then what will have to happen is that you'll then maybe be asked to explain a big chunk of the programme that they could have been watching if they weren't on their phones. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? But here's the thing. This isn't... It's not just a, like, modern-day, like, having a phone, having a tablet problem. When I think back to the worst person I've ever met in my life interrupting a TV show, whether it's talking or asking a question or whether it's on some kind of device, it was my university flatmate called John. He sounds like a nightmare, John. Oh, he's piping up all the time. What, was he chatting to you and stuff, was he? He would either be chatting about something unrelated to the show or maybe it's a plot development of oh. the show or the film. So the question is, and here's the contentious question that both of us, in fairness, have been musing as we were talking about my TV frustrations of last night. And before he says it, it's a question we have to handle with kid gloves. Because oh, we really do. It's, it's inflammatory. And it's a question that neither of us have actually got the answer for. We, we haven't got the answer. We just want to put the question out there and see whether you lot have got a view on it. Who interrupts television more? Is it the men? Or is it the ladies? We, Like I say, we don't know. We're just trying to put it out there as, as a topic for conversation. Because the most recent incident for me... Yeah. ...was my wife. But the worst person I've met was my mate John. Most, it's a tricky one to answer. Most recent uh, incident for me is my girlfriend Katie. But then again, my dad talks through stuff all the time at home. Isn't it such a tricky debate? Where, where do you stand on this? Please get in touch with the show right now. You can text us 81215. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Hometime with Bush and Richie across all eight Absolute Radio stations. The Cure and the Love Cats on Absolute Radio. If you're listening on actual Absolute 80s, because that was an 80s track, you would have had Wham's Club Tropicana. What a song that is. What an intro. Uh, meanwhile, right here, Richie and I are handling such a delicate subject that we're both wearing hazmat outfits and there's dry ice coming off it. It's that delicate and unstable. But it's a question we just want to put out there. And like we said earlier on, we don't know what the answer to this is. We just want to know what your view of it is. Who is the worst at interrupting TV shows in the home? 
Is it men or is it women? Is it the boys? Is it the girls? Please let us know your view. 8, 12, 15. James in Cheltenham says, I adopt a very passive-aggressive approach to talkers. First, I'll put the subtitles on. OK. Then if it continues, I just press pause until they realise. My father-in-law is by far the worst. There you go. Vote for the fellas there. It is indeed. I like to employ the pause, slight, just a slight ex- uh, exhale. Uh-huh. And then turn around and... and <laughs> it gets the point across, but without too much friction, because you can't technically get me for anything, because I've paused the tally to stop and listen. Do you know what I mean? No name attached to this text, which is probably wise. My girlfriend's whole family interrupt TV constantly, so much so it's not worth putting anything good on at all. I've trained her a bit trained. while we've been together, <laughs> but get them together, it's a nightmare, both men and women. So I think it's how you're brought up. This could go either way at the moment, Richie. It's it's really very close. It really is very, very close. Paul Reese in Newquay says, if someone interrupts me when I'm watching telly, I just turn it up. He's going for the aggressive approach. There you go, 8, 12, 15. Tesco Mobile's big January sale. Loads of data, brand new phones. What a great start to the year. Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Liz in Essex says, I have to confess, I interrupt the TV all the time to discuss the show we're watching. It drives my fiancé mad. Laura says, my husband is definitely the worst for interrupting my TV viewing by always falling asleep in front of the TV with his very loud snoring. It's always interrupting my favourite shows. We're talking about interrupting telly. I I would say that falling asleep during the course of a programme classes an interruption for the other person. I would agree, particularly if you've committed to watch it together. Because what happens? They wake up. Don't know where they are. You've got to explain it to them. Uh, or rewind and you waste your own time. Exactly. Sophie and Hove says, my boyfriend interrupts all the time whilst watching things. Asking me questions about it, I find myself saying, I don't know, I'm watching the same thing as you are. <laughs> Relationship issues going on there. Uh, Natalie, who is the worst in your house? Well, I, I am a, a talker and if I walk in and I've missed something, I will ask questions and, and then talk about what's happening while it's going on or I'll try and guess what's going to happen next. <laughs> so I drive my boyfriend insane, but you can guarantee that if I'm watching anything and they, they are quiet all the way through, about five minutes before the end when it's just getting to the cliffhanger and everything, you're like, ooh, what's going to happen? They will ask me a question or start talking to me and I'm just like, what are you doing? And I tell them off all the time. I'm all saying, why do you want to do it in the last five minutes? It, it sounds them, almost tit for tat. So are they getting you back for you talking during the early part of the movie or whatever? Possibly. Well, I think possibly what it is is because I can't, sit and watch them and I have to try and work it out. See, you're almost <laughs> handing yourself in here, really, as, as someone who's bad at doing it, but then you're saying yeah. that they do it as well. So if you had to... I mean, I, it's a de- very delicate subject. It's so delicate. But if you if you had to cast a vote, who's worse? Is it the men or the women? I would say they are because they make me miss the end. We've got a name. We've got a name. You can call us by our name. <laughs> If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Dealing with a very, very sensitive topic and question on the show this evening, but we don't look away from the difficult subjects, do we, Richie? We do not at all. We stare them straight in the face. Straight in the face, and we just we don't know what the answer is to this question, but we just want to put them to you. The question is this. Who's the worst for interrupting TV watching in your household? Katie and Hoban would like to suggest that she always lists all the other things actors have starred in, much to her boyfriend Liam's annoyance during any film. But... 
It's his dad that is the worst because he's always forgetting what's happening and asking everyone questions all the time. Katie sounds like she's a walking internet movie database. <laughs> Tricky says, for me, it's my four-year-old son. He keeps casting his flipping tablet on the Chromecast. My TV automatically switches over when he does it. It drives me mad. I can be watching someone on history when all of a sudden I'm watching Ryan's World or Ben and Holly. Now, see, that is a new problem. That is a wind-up. Lee says, for me, it's the cat jumping up there, pretending she doesn't know she's in the way. Now, you see, the cat is... That's a difficult one, because we're trying at the moment to just <laughs> decide between the male and the female of the species. A cat is a whole new problem. Maybe we need to add a third category to our question. Uh, Mark is hanging on. Tell us very specifically, Mark, who is it for you? He's called Glenn. He's been my friend for a, a long, long time, and he's just he just talks to you anything. So if he comes around mine, watch Matt, watch anything on the telly, he just talks utter rubbish for the duration so like as soon as the first one I say oh let's go out for the match we'll go down the pub watch the match we'll get there and I swear to god he sits and looks at his phone throughout the whole duration or he just sits and talks he doesn't look at the telly so who is this guy who is this annoyance he's called Glenn Glenn he sounds like one doesn't he <laughs> Glenn oh he's I mean it's be fair it's the stuff he was saying actually was the truth but he tells a lot of lies as well so it's just a Take a double barrel well, Let's just call him Lying Glen. <laughs> Interrupty <laughs> Lying Glen. We, we call him Captain something, but I'm not sure the. I think we can all guess, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> go, go on, Mark. Just uh, Willie, we've got a bleep button at the ready here. Tell all us, right, what, yeah. tell us what you call him, Captain. Captain Bo. Yes, yeah, what I thought it was. <laughs> Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Now you're going to think that we may well have pressed the wrong button here, but we haven't, because I want to hear from you right now if you're doing something massively out of time. So is this the wrong bit of music or is this Christmas music I'm this hearing? This is here? Christmas music. This is Winter Wonderland. This is on purpose because today I've been wrapping Christmas presents. Oh, come what? <laughs> How long have we got left to go? No, no, no. I'm not one of these people that is, like, majorly, majorly, absurdly ahead for Christmas 2020. OK, this, no. this isn't super planning. This, no. is, this is something else. I've been wrapping my son's Christmas present for 21 days ago. Oh, that. Because it's finally arrived. Now, you, we, we were kind of sat in the studio with you as this kind of... Uh, I think somewhere down the line, your uh, ups and downs and thrills and spills with a certain delivery company could be made into a movie. I think they could be. I think they could be. And because I'm the mild-mannered man that I am, and you've got no <laughs> business in hearing it, I haven't had a massive rant with you about a certain delivery company. You don't need to go down that route, do you? You aren't fit for purpose. <laughs> However, the present has arrived, and this, this morning, this is the weirdest thing, right? 15th of January, there I was, wrapping paper that I'd saved, <laughs> sat there wrapping up this massive box. It must be weird to even handle wrapping paper outside really of the festive you know, period. Do you know the, what I mean? The Christmas tree and all that came down way before the 12th night and all that kind of thing. But here I am in January wrapping a Christmas present. But there are people who do this kind of thing for, for various reasons. Yeah. And it's not all Christmas related, but, you know, you do things and you are massively out of time with the rest of the world. Weirdly, I bought some what I would describe as Caribbean-themed swimming trunks <laughs> just before <laughs> 
short, not trunk trunks, but like shorts, because <laughs> uh, we, we haven't been That's swimming for ages. So thank you very much. We'll, we'll, let's just see how this evening goes. But um, they're, they're really like summery and stuff like that, but I bought them in December because we want to try and take our little ones swimming away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, these are holiday. <laughs> this says holiday. Can't be buying these in December. For some reason, it just didn't feel right. So it could be a trip somewhere. It could be celebrating something. It could be a purchase. If you've done something massively out of time, massively out of season, you could be doing it or organising it right now. for a podcast we told them to do it themselves and here it is the hometown podcast with bush and richie claire says her kids have just eaten their last easter egg i like that that is i mean you're, you're looking a good eight months late oh yeah no hold on a minute let me let me let me completely um <laughs> reappraise that it hasn't been easter yet is it no it hasn't no, no so, not at all does does, ch- does chocolate last that long or is that are we i wouldn't into have thought easter territory? eggs would have done no because oh, this Easter's eggs are already out. Yes. So last Easter's eggs are about 12 months old now. So they're the most out of time that we've had on so far. Claire, I would urge you to check on the health of your kids there. Yeah, please. <laughs> what, Jazzy on the line right now. Jazzy, what did you end up doing? Basically, I went to do a site survey in um, Erzurum in Turkey. I was doing a winter sports event the following year that involved lots of snow events like men's downhill, uh, snowboarding, um, tall hills, that sort of stuff. Uh, we went to do the site surveys for television, so uh, doing the television cameras, yep. uh, all, all of that sort of stuff, and we did it in June in about 70 degrees heat. I'm going to show some tremendous ignorance here. I wouldn't necessarily associate Turkey with winter sports, no matter what the month of the year was. Yeah. Yeah, you're quite right. It was um, Erzurum is on the very um, uh, is up in the mountains on the very eastern side uh, of Turkey, and during the winter months gets a massive snowfall. Oh, really? Um, wow! So you had to go yeah, down to these mountains the then, and then almost imagine that there's snow there whilst you're walking around measuring up. <laughs> exactly, exactly that. We will walk to the course for the men's downhill. Uh, from the top of the mountain to the base of the mountain, and you had to ign- you had to imagine the way the course would be laid out, and <laughs> every corner, every every wherever the poles were going to be, and all of this sort of thing. Yeah, uh, you open to so suggestions boring. as to where he could go next. Then what could he be doing? Do you know what I mean? Like a bob sleigh somewhere out in the Caribbean or hey, something. Hey, well, like? look, if the Qatar World Cup goes well for the football, they idea. might as well do the men's downhill as well. Yes, get it in Qatar. Yep. Yes. I, I think uh, I think that's perfectly fine. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Ali and Ollie and Harrogate have just texted us to say, Hi, Bush and Ritchie, we've just had fish and chips on a Wednesday. Very untraditional. Very. I love this as an idea. Hi, guys, we have a sausage barbecue every year, 23rd of December. <gasps> All the family and neighbours, about 50 people this year. All the dads and the men standing out in the garden. Loving your work. We've got Catherine on the line. Catherine, what have you done out of time? Um, so we're accountants, and so December and January are our busiest times of year of year because of the tax return season. Mm-hmm. So we don't get chance to have our Christmas party while everybody else is celebrating in December. So we're having our Christmas party um, in, at the end of March. Amazing. That's crazy. Are you going to do, like, pulling crackers and wearing hats and stuff, or what? 
Um, no, I, I don't think I don't know if, if restaurants or anything would allow. Or would even still <laughs> it's essentially pagan, stock. isn't it? Doing that outside <laughs> yeah. of the normal room. <laughs> so, what are you doing yeah. at the end of March for Christmas? So, um, we're going to start with going to an escape room, um, nice. and then we're going to go on from there to have a meal, and then we're going to find a karaoke bar, um, and there'll be drink along the way, no doubt. Wow, if you want to try so a place that it's a night, you get into and it's a nightmare to get out of again, try Brent Cross Shopping Centre. <laughs> <laughs> Dead cheap as well. Happy Christmas, Catherine. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. So there you have it. A We are big time stepping into the educational market to the point where, if, you know, if the podcast is going to be listed in the iTunes podcast thing, yeah. I think we're in the education section. Because at the moment we're in entertainment and that never really we felt know, right. You know that's not the case. <laughs> get us into education. It's like Open University. 